There is a lot of drama that is lived out by polygamy group members. We're going to discuss some of it next on Polygamy. What love is this? Many of our viewers know that we tell it like it is when it comes to Mormon polygamy. The good and the bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the good, the no, bad, and the ugly. Very little good. We always want to bring biblical truths to bear on the teachings of Mormon polygamists, both from its beginning to contemporary preachings and practices. Almost everything that we make reference to is from Mormonism's own books or mm. historical data, preachings and sermons or publications and conferences, and other sources of which we give the reference to so that our viewers can check it out for yeah. themselves. Now, we don't embellish, even though there's plenty of drama in the daily lives of many polygamists. We just tell it like it is. We don't need to embellish. Yeah. <laughs> this time, we want to share some statements made by a couple of people who escaped from the Kingston polygamy group and a couple of other people as well. Now, please understand uh, that although these experiences are shocking, they are proof that truth is stranger than fiction. And these things really have happened and do happen in the privacy and the secrecy of polygamy groups behind closed doors. Now, the first statement is from an anonymous ex-member of the Kingston group. We quote parts of her story and then make comment. And please remember also, I was born and raised in the Kingston polygamy group. And I know for a fact that they have done and taught some very strange things. You can read these statements uh, that we're going to be quoting from our Shield and Refuge Facebook page, which we shared from the Sound Choices Coalition post at the link that is on the screen, soundchoicescoalition.org. So, our first, first part of her first comment. comment. Mm -hmm. My mother left the Kingston group before I was born. She had been married to her uncle as his fourth wife, she was unable to see him as a husband, so she left him, met and married my father, and left the group. Unfor unfortunately, she didn't know my father well when she married him. It turned out to be a disaster, and so she went back to the Kingston group because it was less dysfunctional than her marriage to my father. Now, you know, you, you look at that and you just you sigh out of desperation for the poor thing. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, in, in polygamy groups, there's no good, safe, healthy models for marriage. When children grow up, they don't know what a good marriage is. Uh, if you're raised in polygamy and there's never enough time and love in polygamy for everyone uh, to get have their, their emotional needs met. Yeah. Um, so it's, it, and of course it's patriarchal and equality is non-existent. Children are raised without a stable father figure. So what kind of a model do you have? Mm. Uh, now this, so this mother left the polygamy group because being married to her uncle was distasteful. She, she married a not polygamous man outside of the group, but the trouble is she had no safe, healthy model from which she could choose a safe and loving husband. And then, so it didn't work out. Mm -hmm. Many marriages where one or both partners are from polygamy will have trouble because of mental and emotional, psychological problems that disable the escapee from making safe decisions. There is a mental dysfunction created by the polygamy group's methods and brainwashing. Here's a good example. I was taught from the time I was about 10 that polygamy was essential to enter the celestial kingdom. We were taught the Lord would choose our husband for us. 
we would get direction through a dream or inspiration, go to the leader of the group, and he would tell us if our direction was true and from the Lord. We believed the Lord was creating a super race with the Kingston group. He knew whose genes would line up to make the most perfect people to be born into the kingdom. We were taught it didn't matter if we loved our husband or not, as long as we were having the children the Lord intended for us to have. No, that's brainwashing, that's pure brainwashing. and simple. Yeah. And this idea has been taught by the Kingston leadership from the time I can remember, even while I was a child. It was also taught by Adolf Hitler. Oops. <laughs> we were special. We alone would be allowed in heaven. God loved us more than anyone if we obeyed. And if we didn't obey and if we displeased him, which meant he hated us more than anyone. Mm. Only the Kingston bloodline was pure. Everyone needed that purity in order to make it to polygamy heaven. That's the foundation of the Kingston Polygamy Group. Here's a statement from another escapee. I was married as a first wife in 1978. I knew my husband and I would live polygamy if that's what the Lord had planned for us. I was lucky enough to love my husband, which is not the norm in the group. So it was something I was dreading but knew I had to do. If I didn't, I would be sacrificing my family's eternal life because of my selfishness. After four years of marriage, my husband had direction on the woman who would become my sister wife. Is that what they call that? Had direction, huh? Mm -hmm. She had been married at 17 to her 50-ish uncle. That married marriage hadn't worked out. Her father, the leader of the group, realized she needed a younger husband, so he decided to marry her to my husband. Her father was also my husband's father. <laughs> this woman was my husband's half-sister. To most people, this would be abhorrent, but we had been taught this was necessary to create our super race. Ooh. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Now, we've done many programs about the incest in polygamy groups, especially the Kingstons. And this is just one of the many tragic true life stories of incest, being married to a brother or a sister, an uncle or a nephew, and uh, brother and sister have the same father but different mothers. Uh, she explains that the more Kingston blood you have running in your veins, the more superior of a human being you are, and the more superior your children will be. And that is what, is what they're taught. Oh, boy. Yep. I worried that when my husband and my sister wife had children, he would love them more because their children would have so much Kingston in them. I resented my mother at the time because she wasn't able to stay with her first husband, who's also the uncle. If she had, I would have been my husband's half-sister too, and our children would have been better in the eyes of the Lord. At least that's what I was taught, what I'd at least that was what I had been taught most of my life. There are so many abuses going on in the Kingston group because of polygamy, but I think incest is the most serious. Very close inbreeding has been going on for three generations and will continue to be attendant of that group until they're made to stop. Okay, so, so she, you know, we, we get this from so many different sources. Yeah. It, it's not just something we make up on the right. show. It happens, and it has happened for decades. Well, and to believe that their blood is the is the key thing. The, the more mm -hmm. Kingston blood you have, the more... That's because the Kingston blood came direct from Jesus's blood who had polygamous wives and, and his one of his wives. Mm -hmm. They they say they can trace their they bloodline back, back to, to Jesus, Jesus, which of course is not true. Yeah. Now, an article from the Salt Lake Tribune a few years ago 
quoted Rachel Young from the group, from the Kingston group, defending their incest. And she herself is married to her first cousin. She's the daughter of the previous leader of the group. We want to quote what she said. We're a small group of people, said family member Rachel Young in a written statement. We encourage our young people to choose companions within their own faith. This makes some related marriages inevitable. To deny the right to marry within our faith would, in effect, deny us the right to exist. There's logic for you. Oh, that's great logic. <laughs> uh, and, and several of her own brothers, in fact, her brother is a leader of the group right now, uh, but several of her own brothers have married sisters. For, for plural wives. She complained that they have the right to marry within their faith, even if it results in incest, or if not, they would cease to exist. Excuse us. <laughs> but what right do they have to break any of the laws of the nation in which they have chosen to live? That's the question. Our next statement is from Luann Cooper. She's also an ex-member of the Kingston Group. And again, you can read her statement from our Shield and Refuge Facebook page or go to the link on the screen to read it. Uh, now, please note that she often refers to the Kingston Polygamy Group as the Order. And that's one of the nicknames that people from the Kingstons use to when they're referring to their polygamy group. We mm. quote... My name is Luann Cooper. I was born and raised in the Kingston Group. I was married to my cousin, who is also my nephew. I was 15. He was 23. This is very common. I actually thought I was fortunate to have married someone that wasn't in their 30s or 40s, or 50s or 60s, at the time, because that is what all my friends were doing. When I say friends, I mean cousins, half-sisters, nieces, etc. We weren't allowed to associate with anyone outside of the order. So my friends were family members. <laughs> now, she starts out her story with her underage marriage. Illegal. <laughs> she was married to her cousin. That's illegal. She was married also to the, this cousin was also her nephew. That's also <laughs> illegal. illegal. And she said this is common in the Kingston group. Now, some things just don't change. <laughs> she and I are, are in different generations and ages. But what she was taught about not being allowed to associate with or have friends outside of the polygamy group members was true when I was a child. I had no friends. Mm. I had brothers and sisters, but no school friends or friends outside of relatives. Anyone outside of the group, not no, no, it was disallowed. Now, Luann confirms that their illegal practices continue, uh, such as tax fraud, forging signatures, making fraudulent business documents and tax documents for tax credits, child labor, children working outside of the home as young as five years old, children working outside of their home and away from their parents as early as 11 and 12 years old. So that continues. We've yeah. talked about this, yeah. things like this for a long it does doesn't stop it doesn't change they 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 deny all this stuff sure. but it does happen they lie for the lord now the group tells its girls that they can't go to college and this is something else Luann said her hers was a long story so i kind of had to to take parts of it um, and, but anyway, she said that they can't go to college unless they're married first, and then they force or harass the girl into marrying the person they want her to marry, but they deny doing what they do. Luann says that underage marriages and incestuous marriages are still happening in the group, and then she says this. 
The Kingstons now have their own family practice, medical office, and chiropractic office where Daniel Kingston thinks he can get away with any kind of experiments that he wants. He recently had a wife that died of some kind of cancer, and she, since she was dying anyway, he thought he would perform a test by drawing out some blood, boiling it, then putting it back into her. He had a daughter who went to school to become a DNA specialist, and they both drew blood from his dead uncle, Merlin Kingston, to see why his kids were giving birth to dwarfs. Gosh. I mean, this is, this is nightmare theater, isn't it? it this really kind is. of This kind of thing going on. They wondered, she said that they wondered why Merlin Kingston's kids were giving birth to dwarfs. But don't they consider it might be because Merlin's kids were marrying each other? Yeah, you know, there is so much generational incest and inbreeding. It's no wonder their children are born with profound birth defects, stillborn, or they live only a short time after, after birth. Now, surely they realize that incest causes those problems. They must. But they obviously they don't care or they think it's worth it in order to get that super race in place. Mm. She goes on with her story. There are women and children living in poverty because the men don't think they are important enough to take care of them and make sure they have a safe place to live. Some of the housing they own and that some order residents live in don't even have safe tap water to drink. Daniel Kingston has a daughter who was supposed to talk to the police recently about being sexually assaulted in the order, and before her meeting with the police, her mom sent her to a youth correctional facility for her lying. For her lying, huh? But she mm -hmm. really was telling the truth, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. Um, and that that's a very mm. unstable place to be. Yeah. Uh, members of the polygamy group cannot own personal property. She mm. talks about their unsafe housing, but they can't own, they pay for their housing, they pay but for they their can. homes, but they the titles cannot be in their name. It's, it's in, in the, the name or, of the group. The so they don't really own it. They buy it, but they don't own it. Mm. Uh, but most of the homes are dumpy and dirty. They're in severe disrepair and unsafe. Several people who have escaped the Keystone group have explained that parents send their teenagers to a correctional lockdown if they question or doubt the practices of the leadership. And that would include, we want you to marry so-and-so. Well, I don't want to marry so-and-so. And so they put them in lockdown until they agree until they see it their to comply. Way. Yeah. Now, they lock them up until the youth proves to them that they won't rebel, that they won't act out or run away, and that they will be compliant and obedient. And parents do make false claims about their own children, accuse them of lying when they're telling the truth. Now, this may seem too, too far out for many people to believe, um, but of course they do deny every single complaint against them. More from Luann. Mm -hmm. When the mothers have babies, they are delivered by their midwives. And if babies are stillborn, they are buried in their own backyards. If the baby had problems during birth, they let it die and then bury it in their backyard. One time, Jesse Kingston was fasting, and he injured a baby and killed it. The authorities were told about everything, but the authorities weren't willing to go after him. They had evidence from the autopsy, and they had a witness, but they didn't want to touch it with a 10-foot pole. 
Okay, now That's this brings strange. a whole, you know, one of the, the, and we share viewers' comments, and in fact, we're going to in the next couple of shows, yeah. um, about different things that we mentioned on the shows. And one comment we always get is, what about the authorities? How come the authorities haven't moved in and stopped some of the things that's going on here? And this yeah. is one of them. They had evidence, and I know the situation that they're talking about here. Oh, you do. Yeah, uh, they had evidence, but they and and they had the witness, but they, but they wouldn't touch it. They wouldn't go. Why? If you murdered your child, they'd come after you and throw you in jail. I sure think so. <laughs> but not them. And they had evidence. I don't know. I don't understand. Yeah, it. they had evidence. She does go on here. Do you want me to read this? Then? Um. Well, uh, let me bring out the Mark Shirtliff, um, you know, we're talking about the civil servants. Oh, yeah. uh, he said, he was the attorney general several years ago, and he rightly labeled the Kingstons as a crime family. But as attorney general, he refused to do anything about them. Yeah. And there's been no attorney general since him either who has been inclined to stop. Well, that's always the sense you get is that they are doing their thing, that we know they're doing illegal, even just being married to one another yeah. or having more than one wife is illegal. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. we just, uh, we, but the state just seems to turn its head. And they don't. They don't, don't want to do anything about it. it. Yeah. Strange. Okay. More from Luann. I know Paul Kingston has Swiss bank accounts that he visits annually. I know they have enough money to pay off anyone that would ever want, they would ever want to. There are first wives that want to leave and can't because they'll lose their children. When Daniel went to court for beating his daughter, Marianne, for running away from her husband, he wanted me to lie and tell a story he made up. I spent a week in his offices along with other witnesses that were being prepared for court and told exactly what to say. I was probably the only real witness they were talking to, and I knew the story wasn't true. They didn't end up using me because I couldn't be trusted to say the right things. Paul actually said to my face, Oh, good grief, Luann. You can lie and cover up for Mary, but you can't do that for us. That will forever be burned in my memory. That's something. That's something now they're getting. Couldn't in, be trusted. Yeah, couldn't be trusted. To lie. Might, they might tell the truth, darn yeah, it. Huh? Yeah. Uh, now, for our viewers who are not familiar with this situation where Daniel beat his daughter. He beat her with a belt 28 times until she passed out. Uh -huh. um, and this was several years ago. But this story is, is on the Internet, and you can go to the link on the screen, culteducation.com, um, and read the whole story uh, and even more about the cult of the Kingston polygamy group. Uh, but she had been, Marianne had been whipped by Daniel because she ran away, I think it was for the second or third time, from her uncle that she had been forced to marry. He, she was his 16th wife. Mm. And it was his present for her 16th birthday. Oh, no. Yeah, it was great, wonderful. So anyway, uh, that's what Mary, what she's talking about uh, in this, where they were trying to get her to lie for Daniel um, by feeding her a story to tell, and she just couldn't get it straight, and so she was unable to be a witness. Now, Luann tells us about <laughs> Daniel's jail time yes. experience. So hang on, this is a little bit gross. <laughs> While Daniel was in jail, he was put on work release, and during that time, he had a couch with a hideaway bed in it so his wives could come visit him. Three of his wives got pregnant while he was in jail on work release. While David was in jail, Mary Ann's ex-husband and uncle, he tried doing experiments where he would send his wives his sperm 
so they could impregnate themselves. There you go. This is a sex <laughs> cult. I mean, it is. It's sex, money, and power. Build on lies, coercion, mind control, and brainwashing, abuse, and Amazing. coercion. And it is, it's, it's kind of hard to even go that where that place in your mind where who comes up with these ideas? <laughs> and why would they come up with such strange yes. behaviors? Yeah. Um, Luann says that there are many crimes committed within this polygamy group. Of course, we've discussed many of them many times right. <laughs> through the years as we've done this program. There is a lot of child abuse and sexual abuse within the families. And, of course, they're not allowed to talk about it. Remember the one girl that was put in lockdown because she talked about her sexual right. abuse? Yeah. Um, and so we don't hear about it. Then people say, well, let's hear about it if it's happening. They can't talk about it. They just can't. And the only time they do is if they're able to get out when they're older or an adult. Yeah. And then then even then it's hard to start talking about it even years later. Daniel Kingston actually believes that he is entitled to take his own daughter's virginity if he chooses to do so. And this same information has been supplied. I've heard that same thing from other sources, not just from oh, this one. She said that a lot of businesses... Uh, and only a few people whom they uh, have only, they have a lot of businesses, but there's only a few people that they qualify to do their tax return because they're committing tax fraud. <laughs> so they can only trust certain people to keep this extra set of books and false invoices and all this other thing. And that's what happened at Washakie, if you remember when yeah. we did those. All of this you know, based on religion all and of based God. On and God has, kingdom has to be strong and rich and powerful. You yeah. know, God can't take care of himself. Yeah. They've got to do it for him. Wow. <laughs> Of course, a lot of the plural wives are on food stamps and WIC, um, and they don't report all their income or tell the truth of who the father is uh, so they can continue to receive welfare and food stamp benefits. And finally, she said this. Some of the wives are licensed to provide daycare so they can get the food check, but they don't actually watch the kids they're cl claiming. Taxes are being done for each individual and signed for them. Some people have a lot of kids, so they take some of the kids and put them on other people's taxes that aren't the parents so they can get more money on their taxes. <laughs> so if you've got 16 kids, I guess you can afford to, to get share a few two or three others. of them with someone else. So someone else can get a little tax benefit. And, and get a larger refund, I guess it is. So it's all again, it's all based on deceit. Yeah. Um, and lies. Uh, they can justify that. Uh, what I don't understand is how how they can justify it in their minds. Isn't this kind of cheating? Is it really? Do they really believe God okay's that? <laughs> I guess for the good of the group, that's the only thing you can really come up with is that they're. But what about a holy God? for the Lord kind of thing. What about yeah. the God who said, Thou shalt not bear false witness? Yeah. Except, 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 you know. Yeah. Uh, I, I just can't wrap my mind around it. Even though I was born and raised in it. And you know it exists. You know, we, you know we, were, we were preached to constantly about being honest. Always. Hmm. If I lied to my mother, I would be beaten up. I couldn't not, I couldn't lie to her. And yet, they lie. And yet their whole business is lying. It's deceit. Um, and Utah taxpayers are footing the bill, by the way. 
uh, for their illegal practices and their crimes. And, of course, we've discussed the King Simplega Room many times right. in the past, and Luann's story just prevents some, presents some further information. Again, there's an organization called Polygamy Uncensured, uh, and they have presented stories of several people who escaped Mormon polygamy groups. And so we have another one. This one's not from the Kingston group, but this is what she said. The most difficult aspect of living and believing in polygamy was when I had to share my husband. My personality changed when my husband married for the second time. I had to go along with things I didn't agree with because he had another place to go if I wasn't fun to be around. Therefore, I trained myself to seem happy even when I wasn't. My husband's second wife and I lived two doors down from each other. Oh, that would be tough. Mm -hmm. At one time, we lived in the same house. She lived in the basement apartment. I had 10 kids and she had six. A difficult doctrine of my life in polygamy was that we were taught to raise our children like cows in a stall so they, wouldn't, so they weren't able to socialize with school friends and their relationships with outside family were monitored and limited. I was emotionally abused because I wasn't able to be who I really was. Trying to please my husband was frustrating, and I finally found it wasn't even possible. Um, wow. And so, we, again, we just, we just ask, what God would, what kind of a God would really require this kind of life yeah. uh, to please him? He's not a sadist. He doesn't require these things to please him. Um, and, and this is not, the life of polygamy is not a moral choice of live and let live. It's a life of coercion and emotional and physical abuse, threats of hell and damnation from an angry God if they don't comply and, and comply with a happy and, and submissive attitude. One more quote from yet another victim who got away. <laughs> I thought I was the only one this happened to. I believed that I was bad, that I was guilty, that God was ashamed of me. But I discovered the opposite. Nearly everyone I've ever met or knew from the AUB and other cults has been a victim of sexual abuse in one form or another. One of my loyal brothers told me, there isn't one family in the AUB that is not adversely affected by sexual abuse. So much for the God must be proud of his little handful of righteous saints. <laughs> mm, that's so true. And so, you know, these things happen in all the polygamy groups. Yeah. It, it's a foundation so of sex, many wives, and and just as uh, one of the many lies, you know, that will keep their victims brainwashed, mm. you know. So if you're in polygamy, uh, I'm just going to ask you to think about this. God testified that Noah was a righteous man and that he had found favor with God, and God saved him. Yet Noah was not a polygamist. Good point. God called Abraham a righteous man years before he took Hagar as a plural wife. Polygamy makes no one righteous before God. It's only Jesus. So think about that a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can't imagine that. How the, well, it's all fruit of the vine, I guess, from Joseph Smith. and I mean, it just mm -hmm. kept getting worse and worse. Generational brainwashing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yep. Thanks, Earl. You bet. Thanks very much. You know, there is a faith that saves a sinner, and there are many faiths that cannot save a sinner. Faith in Mormonism or polygamy or the Book of Mormon or Joseph Smith or your own goodness is not saving faith. And the Bible says there's only one faith that God accepts, and that faith is centered on Jesus Christ alone.
It's not based on how good we can be or on how much we sacrifice our lives to polygamy. True saving faith is on Jesus exclusively and completely. Acts 4 verse 12 tells us there is no other name given under heaven by which we must be saved. But Joseph Smith introduced a different Jesus and a different gospel which cannot save anyone. Believing and trusting Jesus, the Savior, is the only faith that will save sinner, sinners. And so as Paul says in Acts 16, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Thank you for watching. This has been the audio podcast of Polygamy, What Love Is This? with host Doris Hansen. Polygamy, What Love Is This? is produced by A Shield and Refuge Ministry. More information on this program, including the video version of it, can be found at whatloveisthis.tv. If you have any questions or need help getting free from Mormon fundamentalism, write us at contact at shieldandrefuge.org or call us at 1-800-877-425-9993.